Hello, everyone, and welcome to Build Your Own Funnel. This is the podcast where we, inbound marketers, teach you, remodelers, how to build your own inbound marketing and sales funnel. On this podcast, we are never shy about diving into the weeds and giving concrete examples of campaigns that we have seen and run that have worked, boosting sales for remodelers like yourself. I am your co-host, Malachi Price. I am Builder Funnel's inbound marketing consultant. Today, I am joined by Builder Funnel president and co-host, Danielle Russell, and our consulting specialist and DJ, Matt Ehrlich. Hey, DJ, DJ, DJ. Today, we are also joined by a special guest, somebody who is going to talk us through uh, an interesting case study for a Des Moines remodeler for whom we helped generate $1.7 million in revenue from organic search and organic social alone. We'll introduce her in just a moment here, but first I have an important announcement. This week, the week that we are recording these first few episodes is Builder Funnel Bunny Week. Can I get some music for this match? So, to fill you guys in, a year ago this week, our, our, uh, one of our strategists at Builder Funnel was doing some bunny sitting, as in she was seeing a bunny for a friend, she was hosting the bunny in her home, a very cute little bunny, and uh, in order to celebrate, the whole Builder Funnel team started posting kind of st statuses in our communication app with a bunch of terrible, dreadful uh, bunny puns. We're going to commemorate this this year and probably every subsequent year with Builder Funnel Bunny Week. What this means to you is that you're going to hear a bunch of terrible puns on our podcast this week. Um, and also, what this means for you is that if you leave a review for this podcast and you include a bunny pun in that review, Danielle will send you your own copy of this book right here. Danielle, what is this book? It is titled The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint, How to Attract Quality Leads, Increase Sales, and Dominate Your Competition. My sponsor, Powell. All right. And again, you can get that book for free if you participate in Bunny Week with us and share us a terrible bunny pun and leave us a five-star review for this podcast. All right. How about we jump into it? Now, uh, interestingly enough, the Builder Funnel teammate who hosted that bunny is here with us on the podcast today. Why don't we go around, we'll ask what everyone's drinking right now, um, and we'll start with you, Andy Parody. Andy Parody is our inbound marketing strategist, our senior strategist. Uh, so she's here to tell us right now just what she's drinking and uh, how Gunny is doing, Gunny the bunny nowadays, and then we'll move it around to see what everyone else is drinking. Andy? I'm Andy. I'm the senior digital marketing strategist, and I'm drinking New York's finest Genesee Light. Bruh. Uh, about four cents a can, so you can't you can't do any better. It's just you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. And Gunny is doing very well. He just celebrated his eighth birthday about a month ago. Um, so he's he's thriving. He's blessed. Amazing. Uh, New York's finest, you say. You know, I'm not sure about this, but I think that's a Colorado beer. So I'm, I'm going to claim that one for myself. I think it's Genesee is a place in Colorado. It's also a place. All right. Don't call me out on a live podcast here. Too late. All live. right. Danielle, what are you drinking today? <laughs> I am just about to pop open. Haven't tried this. It's my husband's. Grabbed it out of the fridge. Uh, double Broken Heels. 
It is a double hazy IPA from New Trail Brewing. Um, I didn't even know double hazy was a thing. Um, but I'm feeling the double broken heels because I have plantar fasciitis for anybody who like all my followers are dear In listeners. There. You didn't know this about me, maybe. So it just felt on brand I'm carrying through and I'm hoping it's going to be a nice, happy beer to celebrate this episode. Amazing. Matt, what are you drinking? Uh, I have a diet Coke, uh, caffeine free, sugar free, because I can't have caffeine or sugar. Living a wild life over there. How exciting. Um, I mean, similarly, I shouldn't be talking. Today I'm drinking a tea that is just ginger, lemon, and honey. It, it's it's delicious, and it'll help soothe um, the pain of what I think Andy is about to correct me on. I saw it on her face. What is it, Andy? It's brewed in Rochester, New York. Right. you got me. So that beer was brewed in a much worse place than I thought it was. Mm. Good to know. True. You're from New York. That's where you that's where you were born, right? Th there's a reason I left New York. And no, it's not where I was born. I was born in Georgia. But TMI for now. How about we learn more instead of learning more about Mal, let's learn more about this Des Moines remodeler. Andy, do you want to walk us through uh, the strategy and success that we saw for this client? Sure. Um, we've been, I've been with working with this client, which is compelling homes out of the Des Moines Metro area for about maybe a year, couple months now, but they've been with builder funnel for just shy of two years. And our goal at first was what our goal is with everyone to get a really solid inbound marketing strategy together, boost their SEO rankings, improve their website. Um, make it more user-friendly, make it more SEO-friendly, just to bolster that, start that marathon that we all know inbound marketing is to generate leads. Um, and we found success relatively quickly. It's not hard because they do amazing work. They had, they came to us having a really great local reputation. So a lot of people already knew who they were, which was really helpful. So it was basically our job to get those organic search and social um, people who have never heard of them before and kind of try to expand their outreach um, to homeowners in the area. And we found a lot of su success with that. So I tend to have an eye for more design centric things and things that look pretty. And so when I came on board, my goal was to try and tie making things look pretty um, and focusing more on their branding while at the same time, using SEO best practices to continue to generate those leads um, and to not just focus on making things look pretty. So in focusing on their branding, um, these clients have a really unique personality. You see it on their website, you see it in all of their blog resources, you, you read it in their project spotlights. Um, you know, they co-post with us on their social accounts and people just love hearing the way that they speak and hearing how friendly they are. Um, so we decided to switch the strategy to kind of more so being a knowledge source and being a resource for people to actually learn either before they reach out or during their project um, or maybe after if they wanted to make a referral to someone. So we decided to focus on project spotlights um, and using really high quality professional imagery laying it out on a page. So it looked really nice. It was really user-friendly, um, designed really well, and then going 
really in depth. Uh, we do project spotlights with a lot of our clients, but I feel like what makes compelling homes stand out is that this is like, you read these spotlights and it's like the owners of the company, Rusty and Denise are truly holding your hand and like walking you through the home. And it's like, you're there with them. Um, it's got a great conversational tone. It just, my goal is to humanize their brand and to let people who have never heard of compelling homes before get to know like the great personality behind the company. And it seemed to have been really successful. I know, I mean, <laughs> I have met Rusty and Denise on several calls at this point. And I can tell you as someone who's met all of our clients that they truly are like, their personality, their personalities really like shine out of the call. It's not just business, you're really getting to know them and what they're trying to do and what their business means to them. So it's very much an experience where Rusty's personal brand in particular is part of, it's interwoven with the company brand. Uh, Mel, can you do me a favor and can you tell me what organic search and organic social are for our dear listeners? Yeah, sure. So th these are two terms that I brought up earlier on in this episode, and they're pretty pivotal to the case study that we're talking about right now. Um, so these are the different sources that you could have for traffic to your website. These are the different places that people can come from when visiting your website. So organic search, for example, this refers specifically to people who weren't necessarily looking for you. So say that you're, um, say that the name of your company is, I don't know, Hudson Valley Kitchens, let's say. Uh, these people were not searching Hudson Valley Kitchens. They might not even know anything about Hudson Valley Kitchens. But what they did was they searched for kitchen remodeling in Hudson Valley or something to that effect. And then they found you, Hudson Valley Kitchens, someone that they would not have known about otherwise. That is organic search. Those are people who are finding you organically via search engines. Organic social is pretty similar. This refers to when people are, this refers to when people come to your website from social media. This does not mean that they found you kind of randomly on social media necessarily. They were on your social media page most likely. But when we say organic social, it's because it's, it wasn't something that was paid for. This isn't social media ads. These are just people who loved your social media so much that they're naturally gravitating over to your website. So basically these are two things, organic search and organic social. These are two ways that you can garner uh, traffic and of course leads kind of passively just by virtue of having good content available to kind of lure people in. Andy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about this? It looks like organic search and organic social are their main sources that they're getting uh, for inbound marketing specifically. Is that correct? First of all, those first two. Yeah, that's mostly correct. We do, but that's not to discount. They also have really great performance when it comes to direct traffic, which just speaks to their kind of local validity um, and how popular they are with their current clients, past clients, people referring them to future clients. Um, but it's still, yes, organic search and organic social definitely take the cake each month. Great. And quick, quick digression. Uh, we introduced another uh, hot uh, phrase here, direct traffic. So as opposed to organic search traffic, these are people who actually did know who you were. So 
in this example, these people already knew the client and loved them, and they were searching for them specifically. But in terms of the things that we're doing just for inbound marketing, organic search and organic social, what are the kind, kinds of things that you think make this campaign that you've done for this client a little bit more unique? What do you think was really helping you get more of that organic search and organic social media traffic? I think it was really the focus on just humanizing the brand. I mean, we, but that's not to discount our first year strategy, which was intense, sweaty, tears, blood, the whole nine inbound marketing strategy. Um, so of course we led off with that focus. And then after we started to see some success, I felt really comfortable kind of switching that focus. Um, and I think what made it so successful in humanizing their brand was in part what Danielle said, how kind of half of compelling homes persona is rusty. And he kind of has, you know, like this micro micro influencer in their local area feel to him. Um, you know, he posts like personal videos on their Facebook feed and he, he'll walk people through projects that they're working on. He'll walk people through their design phase, why he did this, why he did that. Um, he's very well known for standing on people's like countertops and actually just in live time, like drawing on their walls with pencil to try and like, he's just got so much in his noggin that he's trying to express it to the clients and the homeowners. And I think capturing that and sharing that on social media and sharing it like working that fun, energetic kind of persona into all of their marketing content is what made that successful. Because I, I truly feel like where we're at with social media and, and seeing things on the internet, we just have ads pushed in our face all the time and they're not personal and they're not, you feel like you're being talked at, not talked with. And I feel like what really makes Compelling Homes successful in the especially the social media realm and getting those organic uh, social users is just talking with their audience and not, you know, not using big, scary terms and just kind of putting it into layman's terms and making any Joe Schmo or Jane Schmo homeowner be like, oh, I get this. And like, because you're having a conversation with me and I don't feel like I'm being, <laughs> I'm being exited from the stage, but I cannot <laughs> express how important I personally feel, and I think this kind of proves it, it is to just not try and solidify yourself as like the best. You kind of have to like prove that with with showing people that there's people behind your brand and you're not just like a company name. I really like this point because I've worked with a couple different remodelers who, who they'll tell me like, I feel like our marketing's doing nothing for us, but once I can get them past marketing and we get them to our sales team, like we have like a 50% close rate, if not higher. I've talked to people who say that they have like 80, 90%. But anyway, the point being like, okay, it looks like your personality sells. So why aren't you putting that more up front? Put that in your marketing. And you got to do this with like, you have to use your personal brand in your marketing. Otherwise, it's just like a dead, completely general, basic social media facade that we've already been used to seeing every business have. Don't do that. Show your face, show your personality. That's going to sell. Danielle, I'm sure you have thoughts on this too. Yeah, well, 
I've been doing this for a long time and they're generally speaking, when we first start working with a client, a lot of the time their unique selling point, their USP is, you know, like we're a local family owned business and every, every single person that we know has the exact same USP. So we have to kind of like break out of that so that we can identify who are you and why would someone choose you? Um, if all of the remodeling companies in your area are local family owned businesses, then that's no longer your USP. Maybe it was, or maybe it is in comparison to like a toll brothers or someone, right. But not, they're not your direct competition anymore. So being able to set yourself apart is it's so important for brand awareness. And I will say it's even more impressive that this is organic social that is working so well also because it is a pay to play world and if if you're able to break through that that's super impressive andy is there any chance you can talk to us about a couple maybe either a strategy you put together or a couple examples of posts that are actually performing really well organically so that our dear listeners could take something home and try it tomorrow Sure, off the top of my head, um, I'm not entirely sure which specific posts perform better than others, but in talking about Project Spotlights, which is where I really focused probably like the last year of our strategy on, um, just sharing one, one singular Project Spotlight, and we probably have maybe an arsenal of like almost 10 at this point, just one brought, um, so far at the time that I did this uh, case study, which was in the beginning of this month, it had brought 1,100 organic social users to their site. <laughs> that, that, that just blew me away. I mean, I've been, I've been with Builder Funnel, Builder Funnel for like almost two years and you, you don't really see those types of organic social numbers. And that was just one project, which, which blew my mind. And it, it all kind of, this whole strategy was kind of two twofold. It wasn't just focusing on project spotlights because again, we always want to do make sure that we're always following like SEO best practices and focusing on your website and your blog content, everything else. Um, so just some other really awesome results to share is that going into 2022, when they came on board with us, their sales goal was X and that was 2020. So going into 2022, they had already for the year surpassed their sales goal by two X. So it was like, basically, of course you would never do this, but like in theory, you could say, all right, well, we don't need any leads this year then because we've already, you know, they had already done everything they needed to do to reach their goals by the start of that new year. Um, and of course, it doesn't mean that you slow down and you or you um, kind of change change what you're doing because you want to always keep that pipeline full and you want to make sure that you have you know leads down the road for when you do have those slower times. But just knowing that they had already reached their goal made us feel really great. Um, and another takeaway was that in the just under two years they've been working with us, they had increased their overall monthly website traffic uh, by 115 percent with a 108% increase in leads. Um, and that was a total of a seven X increase in organic search. So we've been, we're really proud. That, uh, 
Indeed, that's incredible. Matt, how many different ooze, like how many of those are in there? I think I have the entire live studio audience. <laughs> that's not even a joke. I just legitimately have like 40 reactions. Amazing. Well, we needed all of them today, so. All right, that's excellent. Um, I think it's very a pear hair int that this is a, a very hoppy client. Thank you. Yeah, dreadful. I'm sorry. Um, so again, Builder Funnel Bunny Week. Don't forget about that. All right, so before we wrap it up, I mean, do we have any just final thoughts to share about this? You mean before we wrap it up? Ooh. Oh! <laughs> the question remains. I I know I've said it, I'm a broken record, but I would just push one thing that has made the Project Spotlight so successful, 50% the personality that we put behind it, um, speaking with people, not at people, the other 50% is image quality. Um, it's absolutely worth your money, your time, taking some off the top after you finish that project, either it's before it's staged or after people move in, depending on what their comfortability is, it is totally worth it to get a professional photographer in there, take those really nice photos because that helps people like us create this content that has now been proven to bring leads, traffic, and sales at the end of the day um, money into the pocket. Amazing. Yeah, it's true. Uh, if you're sharing, it doesn't matter how nice the, the project is. If you have a crap pick, no one cares. We Everyone wants HGTV quality pictures, so everyone has to be there. All right, well, thank you so much, Andy. It's been a real pleasure. Enjoy your terrible beer. Uh, appreciate you joining us. We're going to wrap it up here. I'm just going to steal your pun. I don't care. Okay. Um, remember, Builder Funnel Bunny Week is on. If you want a copy of Spencer's new book, leave us a review and make sure that you include a bunny pun. And let's see, what else do we have? And if, you, if you're enjoying this, make sure that you uh, have the notification bell on to to be notified when there's a new episode of this podcast in whatever your favorite podcast listening app is. And we will we'll hear you on the next one. Thanks for listening.